Well, a rough one for the Edmonton Oilers tonight in Calgary. Flames get four goals in the second period to win at 5-0. Jacob Markstrom makes a 17-save shutout, so the Oilers' record on the season drops to 25-15-2. They're 5-3 against the Flames. Courtesy Mattress Superstore, give them five minutes and they'll give you the best sleep of your life. Take the Sleepology body scan and take the guesswork out of buying a mattress. Here's head coach Dave Tippett. Dave, you've been around hockey a long time. Uh, do you have any comparable in your career for the kind of day your players went through today? No, no, it's it is what it is. You just, you just, uh, I was hoping we'd have some energy tonight, but caught up with us. They had energy and we didn't. Yeah, how much of how much of the sort of flat effort that you got was because of all the hockey you played, all of it on the road, all the travel, all the schedule changes, and and of course the memorial this morning. How much did that have an effect? I on mean, you? I, I don't know. You 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 hope you your team pushes to new levels and finds ways to push through things, but it um, and you can never use excuses. But there's there's times when you can tell your team's just doesn't have it, and then there's not enough energy in the group. And tonight was one of those times mm -hmm. do you uh is it time for a break you got a little bit of a break here is it is it a good time yeah. for your team to yeah, get a little break here? yeah everybody uh everybody's out for two days we'll give everybody come back it'll give us a couple days to get ready and we got 14 games left we've got to uh continue to push and improve our game and uh you know this game tonight we'll just we'll as the old saying, we'll burn that tape or whatever and uh, <laughs> show, up, show up on Tuesday and uh, and have a couple of good practices. And now we go into another back-to-back -back next weekend. But we got we talked about it after the game. We got 14, 14 games to continue to improve our team, earn a playoff spot. And then if you can earn a playoff spot, you got to be ready to play in there. So that's, that's our goal here. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Rob Chosky, Post Media. Hey Dave, uh, you, you, you've got a really weird stretch here where you get five, six days off, then you play four and six, then you get five, six days off, then you play another four and six coming up. How do you think your guys have kind of uh, wrestled through that whole scenario? There's some up and downs, but I, you know, the one thing you hope is your team continues to grow, and some of that adversity is good for us. Some of it, you're. Uh, you see parts of it that your team pushes through, and then you see tonight where we didn't push through it very well. So there's lots of growth left to go in our game. So it's, uh, you know, I, I think everybody has, the adversity is good for you at points, but it's how you deal with it and how you come out of it that uh, that matters. And we've had a few spots like that, and it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a weird year. Like, there's no doubt about it. There's between playing one division and, and uh, games getting canceled and thrown back in. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's different, but you have to embrace that and you have to make sure you're up for the challenge and whatever that challenge is, you gotta, you gotta hit it face on. And, and uh, we've done it pretty well for the most part. There's been a couple games where we've been, uh, I thought we, you know, we weren't, you know, we, we just weren't good enough on a, on a certain night. But hopefully we continue to take those games out of our, our game and we get better this last little stretch and earn a playoff spot and then play well there and see where it goes. So this is your kind of your last big deep breath before the stretch drive. Uh, I know coaches are, are never happy, but how happy are you with where you guys are at right now? Well, I think we've come 
you know, if you if you you look at our year, there's there's it's been pretty steady climb all the way through. We started out a little uh, little slow, but then it's been a pretty steady climb. Like I say, there's been a couple games here or there where we where we feel like we, you know, we just didn't have the energy in the game. But uh, for the most part, we continue to continue to build. And now this last stretch is a critical stretch because there's parts of our game that still need to improve, and. You know, it's it's uh, we're going to have to put the work in to do that. We, we can become a better team than we are right now, but that's going to it's going to take some some work on, the, on our players' part. And we've got a good group that's willing to willing to do that. And you know, this break will help us mentally, physically. But then we got to get to work and, and embrace the challenge ahead of us. Great, thank you. Okay, that's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. Pretty flat performance tonight. 5 nothing. Calgary wins it. They got four goals in the second period. Monaghan, Goudreau, Lindholm, and Giordano. Richie got one in the third period. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. It's 11.07. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Well, Rob, you know, Bob played the clip uh, from McDavid. Tip talked about it. A little bit as well. They did have the celebration of life for Colby Cave today. They didn't have a morning skate. They were all able to watch that online, as uh, as I did, and I'm sure a lot of people listening did today, as well. So, look, it, it was just a, a tough day and, and a, a really bad game from Edmonton. They didn't have a lot going. No, it was a team that looked absolutely drained of energy, and it happens over the course of the season, uh, in the best of times, and it certainly happens over the course of this year where. Uh, you're playing uh, a very condensed schedule. The travel has been different. They've had to rejuggle the the schedule at times. You throw in the memorial this morning. It, it's been a tough week, a tough stretch, and it caught up to the others tonight. It, it, I don't think it was through lack of try. I think it was just through an absolute lack of um energy and the energy goes in your legs and your hands and your mind and when you don't have it it's noticeable and the team the Calgary Flames uh, they're playing for pride tonight and they had a, they were a rested team they had a coach that I'm sure uh, pushed a lot of things into them this week where they said all right this is what we need to see uh, it's there's a lot of guys playing the last stretch of games to see where they're going to be next year, whether they're part of the Calgary Flames organization. And it's, uh, they played uh, a much stronger game and players that you hadn't noticed in a number of games this year, the Goudreaux, the Monahans, uh, this, they were remarkably better tonight. So it was, a, it was a tough game, tough stretch. And tonight the better team won and the more rested team certainly won. All right, so 5 nothing is the final. You can get us on the CertainTeed hotline, 780-496-0063. CertainTeed professional-grade building materials. We're also counting down to the NHL trade deadline, which is at 1 o'clock Mountain Time on Monday. Stoffer is going to host our special coverage on 630 Chet starting at 11. We'll uh, extend the coverage one way or the other or both if the Oilers do do anything significant, which we which we do not expect. Now, we don't get to really watch the intermissions on, on television, Rob, since we are uh, doing our own stuff here on the, uh, on the radio. Uh, apparently, Chris Johnston from Sportsnet said that the Oilers are looking for a defenseman via trade. He mentioned Michael Delzato could make sense, who I, I checked. He only makes 700K. He's a, he's a left-shot D. I mean, basically, 
I mean, they, they could acquire a really cheap contract because you could, you know, bury somebody else or maybe move somebody out. Um, basically, if you're doing that, you're saying that you have more trust in whoever you would bring in on the left side than Jones or Lagason at, at this point because Nurse is cemented there. You know what you're going to get from Russell. So, so to me, if you're adding somebody in the mold of Delzato, you're saying, okay, here's someone we trust more than a couple of the younger players we have and who doesn't make a ton of money. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, I, now is Delzato's his contract expiring at the end of the year too? He is. Uh, I believe he is. I had it open here. You know, I have a lot of tabs open, Rob. Yeah, he is. Like yeah, he's just on a one-year deal. So, seven hundred k. Like, I, I honestly, I don't know enough about him. I know that obviously his career has not gone where they expected it to. Um, when he's playing for that much money this year, then obviously he's. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know if he's a, a good fit or if he's going to make the team better or if the others are even interested. I, I do know that they would love to add a few things. A second pairing left-handed defenseman they would love to put in there. They would love to have a second-line left winger and a centerman that can win face-offs and play in your bottom six is right-handed. But to be able to get them, I don't know if Ken Holland has enough magic in his in his hat to, to be able to pull those things out, but I guess that's why we have a trade deadline to see if it, it can happen. I there's always rumors. I mean, last week we were talking about Taylor Hall coming here. I read that a bunch of places. Well, we're still going to be, Rob, because of something else I read. But, <laughs> but, but here's the thing. It's, 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 it's general manager's job to look into anything. So, yeah. I, I mean, he, Ken Holland has probably asked about dozens of players and been asked about almost everybody on his roster. Just because someone makes a phone call or, or sends a text, uh, doesn't mean it's, it's happening. I, I remember Kelly Rudy, who's on my show every week, told me a great story a few years ago that there was one day he, I don't, I don't know if he missed a practice or was a little banged up, and he wound up sitting with the general manager of the team during the practice, and he was a little older in his career at this point. And he, they were watching the practice, and, and they got talking about trades and running a team. And the GM was you know a little more comfortable talking to Kelly because Kelly was an older player at this point. And Kelly said, well, you know, let's see who on our team. And he listed off seven or eight guys that he said, there, there's no way you would ever trade these guys to the GM. And the GM looked at Kelly and said, Kelly, there is nobody on this team that is untradeable. I will always <laughs> listen. I will always listen if another GM calls and starts making an offer that that interests me enough. Now, I think well, there's a couple Oilers and some other guys around the league yeah, that having probably that, wouldn't we, fall into that category. But yeah, Having said that, uh, Wayne Gretzky got traded. Paul well, Coffey got traded. Money was a big part. No, yeah, but Gretzky. you can't say that nobody is untouchable when, when all those greats have. Um, er, there, any player has a price on what you could get for him that would make it worth your while. Any player. Now, I don't know if that's ever going to happen with certain players, but yeah, you would absolutely listen to anyone. If someone say, hey, we want McDavid, this is what we're going to give you. I mean, you could find out people in other cities and say, okay, we can make a trade for you and, and make something that'll look like it would work. So any any player is available at the right price, but the right price for some players would be pretty significant, and I'm not sure anyone has that. 
All right, so the Oilers shut out tonight, but whenever they do score, it's a $100 donation to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous, courtesy James H. Brown and Associates, serious injury lawyers. The total for the season with the fill the net promotion, $13,400. We thank James H. Brown for being involved in that. I'll tell you what, if, if you have trade proposals tonight, and I know it's late on a Saturday after kind of a bad game for Edmonton. I'm going to ask that you call in because it's it's really easy to pick up your uh, cell phone and, and type something to me. So I'm going to ask you to call. Put your voice to it. Put your name to it. Uh, and, and then we can we can go from there. Sound fair, Rob? Because I... I like I'm not going to read like the, the the dozens of of trade proposals that are going to be <laughs> texted in, and I know and I know some of them people just do it to troll us too because because <laughs> you or I are always a, a fan of some of the proposals we get. We are a fan of this guy though. It's Saturday night. It's JP on the Certainty Hotline. Go ahead, JP. Hello, Rob. Hello, Rina. How are you guys tonight? Good. <laughs> you sound fantastic tonight, you guy. I have a trade proposal, not, not so much a trade proposal, I uh, out of retirement proposal. I want uh, the, the Rob Brown to dust off this game, get back in oh. the mess. Are you telling me right now Rob Brown wouldn't score 50 with Connor? I mean, repeat, repeat city with the Connor, Mario, similar in my mind. Yeah, yeah, they, those players, yeah, similar. I'm not similar to the player I used to be. That's the problem. <laughs> Rob, you're still a gem in my mind, and I have not had your autograph yet. I went to pick up my prize the other day. I thought to myself, well, maybe he is going to sneak an autograph. Huh? I, I would if they just I, won't I let me in the building. That, I peeled out of that damn parking lot so angry. I picked up a ticket for flying 75 and a 50. But you know what? Let's get down Brasta, you guys. Let's get down to Brasta, shall we? No more fooling around. This is cool. Oh, give me a trade, but piece of, oh, I got a proposal. I don't know. Do you care for Jack Eichel? Cut, just cut the garbage. <laughs> just cut the garbage. Let's not get down to this. Let's just get down to brass stuff, you guys. <sighs> that guy's young. I am a huge fan of the gas. Huge fan of this guy. But he has been like lurch out there. He's just more like a bush. The barely move. He has been absolutely... Silent, silent fan. I need some passion back in this guy's game. I need a little passion. I want him on the front line. I, I might move to JP. <laughs> might move JP. My God. <laughs> I almost puked just now saying my name. But let me tell you right now, <laughs> you guys, Zach Cassian is the difference. He's going to be a difference maker when it comes to the playoff time. Zach Cassian needs to wake up a bit. Come on, Cassian, I know you're listening right now. I'm yelling my voice. I apologize. Zach, come on, wake up a little bit. Rob, read. Love it. <laughs> I'm done. I've had enough to drink tonight. Rob, please, for the love of God, please, can I get the autograph eventually? Here soon, please. Eventually, we will get it to you, JP. I have no doubt about that. Thank you very much for calling. That is a very passionate JP. Now, just to clarify, is your is your name actually D. Rob Brown? Or that's just what he called you. <laughs> in Quebec. I, I'm D. Rob Brown in, in, in Quebec. Quebec. Yes. I, 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 Good point there. I mean, he brought up Cassian. And and I got buddies that are watching the game too. And I get one of them sent me, Mark sent me a thing. Battle of Alberta, zero hits again for Cassian. Zero hits, zero blocks. It's a quiet sheet for him. And uh, they need, and I know there's been a lot written about him. They talked about Dave Tippett was trying to get him going and uh, the importance. And I, and I admit the importance of Cassian, how he can change the complexion of a hockey game through physicality 
through emotion, through intensity, through intimidation. And we haven't seen that in a while. And again, tonight, this is a game the Oilers needed a jolt. They, it, they lacked energy. And when you're an energy player, that's when you come in. And he's supposed to be an energy player. And tonight, again, zero hits. And that's, they need more out of Zach Cassian. The, the Oiler team needs uh, the Cassian that we've seen in the past. And it's been a while since he's played that way. Yeah, good point. That's the adjustment of the game we're looking for for Alberta's chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com slash hockey. Okay, you're going to hear from Darnell Nurse. Uh, we'll look ahead to the trade deadline as well. Oilers fall 5 nothing in Calgary. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Well, nothing doing tonight for the Oilers. They lose 5 nothing to the Calgary Flames. Now, whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. It would allow you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village. Complete details at jvedmonton.ca. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, 21 minutes. Sorry, the Rob Brown, 21 minutes after 11. You, like you, it's, it's your birthday, Rob. You seriously have not thought about coming out of retirement. <laughs> I, I, I've been on the ice a lot lately. And uh, when I'm going against my grade fours, grade fives, I'm pretty good. Grade sixes, they start to speed up on me. The junior high kids, I'm about an even player. Start playing the high school kids, it gets a little too quick for me. So, yep, no, absolutely not. I'm not good enough for beer league hockey nowadays. I'm good for standing and cheering on the kids on the ice. That's what I'm good for. Well, you're bringing along the the next generation of uh, of hockey, and you were mentioned a couple of weeks ago. You worked with uh, the Oil Kings, Dylan Gunther, who's going to be well. He might go first overall. I mean, we don't he's know. Good. He's going to go very high. He is good. I, I had him when he was in Bantam at the NAX Hockey Academy, and uh, I had not seen a uh, a kid uh, that could shoot the puck like he could. That could get it off as quickly. Effort, effortless, effortlessly. It just, it was on and off his stick. Didn't look like he was even trying, but he picked his spot every time. Uh, there's two things that I look at when I look at young players, uh, attitude and work ethic. He is a great kid that works hard, very coachable. Uh, and I, there's going to be success in his future, even more than he's already had. He is a good hockey player. All right, the Certainty Hotline, 780-496-0063. Andy is on the line. Andy, go ahead, man. Hello. Hey, Andy, go ahead. Do we have Andy? We may not. Okay, that's okay. We'll see if we can reconnect. We will try Don on line two. Don, you're on with Robin Reed. Go ahead. Hey, guys, love the show. Um, so, Rob, how old are we now? <laughs> <laughs> um, I am celebrating the 13th anniversary of my 40th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're still a pup. Yeah. <laughs> Every morning I wake up, I do not feel like a pup. Okay. All righty. But anyway, um, but geez, what a tough game for the Oilers tonight. It just seemed like nothing could go wrong, but or could go right, should I should say. But uh, you guys kind of sold a bit of my thumb thunder on Zach. Um, just wondering, though, I didn't. I don't recall seeing him in the third period. Was he benched? Um, that I, I didn't so. notice if he was. I doubt that he was. I just think that they would have tried to have everybody playing because of 
the fact that they've they were out of the game and there's no reason to overextend. I'm just about to look at his ice time to see he what played, he played. He today. played 13:45, which doesn't indicate. I, I thought I saw him out there a couple times, though it wasn't an overly interesting third period, obviously. Yeah, no. But, he just well, that but that also shows you if you. Think oh no, sorry, he was, no. He played 10:54. He only yeah. played 10:54, so he could have been cut down a bit. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't it, recall seeing him in the third period. He would have played at some point in the third, because he wouldn't have played that much in the first two, I don't think. That's a lot of ice time, five and a half minutes per period for a guy that doesn't play power play or penalty killing. I'm sure he was out there, but it, it was one of, it was quiet when he was out there. You didn't notice him. And uh, when you play the role that he plays, he's a guy that should be noticed. So they, they, need, they need more out of Zach Cassian. He's got more to give. That's the biggest thing. They know what his, his ceiling is. He's nowhere near his ceiling right now. But here's a question for you. Um, do you think he's been the same player since he signed his new contract? Um, no, not really. No, and that was around the not. same time as he got... Uh, wasn't it around the same time he got the two suspensions last year too? Because he got suspended for Kachuk yep, and then so, he yeah. got suspended for the kicking in Tampa Bay? Yep, I think it was right around the same time. Yeah, it was. And... You know, and he's had a, a, I'm not trying to make excuses or anything, you know, for why he plays. Like, I love Zach, but it just seems like since that contract and, you know, he's had a baby and all that stuff, he, he just doesn't seem like the same player. He doesn't have, you look him at him on the bench and he's, you know, he doesn't have that drive in his eyes and, you know, in his face. Like, he's definitely not the same guy, that's for sure. No, that's a good point. He's a guy that usually when you see him, he's got anger in his eyes. That's when he's playing his best. He just, when he was intimidating, he'd be a guy that if, if I played against him and we had a face off, okay, you're looking to see where he is because he's a guy that you were like, okay, I'm a little wary of what that guy is. Sometimes he crosses the line. I want to make sure I know where he is at all times. We haven't seen that part of his game for quite a while. Yeah. He's got to be, I think we've used this phrase before. You, you want him to be a noisy player because mm-hmm. he's not, you know, uh, even though he does has scored a bit in the past, he's, he's not going to score a, a ton of goals, right? So you need him to be a noisy player, a, a hit, some intimidation, uh, some blocked shots, or just some some speed. And, yeah, I think it's been too long since we've, we've seen that consistently. And that's the type of thing that helps in the playoffs because you need every every shift to matter and every, every little moment to possibly swing the tide of a game or a series. Let's check the other town scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to Edmonton Trailer. Com. Two other games in the North Jets all over the Canadians, 5 nothing in that one. And the Maple Leafs get by the Senators, 6-5. Austin Matthews had a hat trick. Lightning shut out the Predators, 3-zip. The Wild lose in overtime to the Blues, 3-2. The Kings double up the Sharks, 4-2. Blackhawks get by Columbus, 4-3. Red Wings win in a shootout, 5-4 against the Hurricanes. Flyers over the Bruins, 3-2. Stars beat the Panthers, 4-1. The Oilers' farm team, Bakersfield Condors, 4-1 winners over the San Jose Barracuda. Uh, another win in goal there. I believe Skinner was the goalie. The stats page has... Uh, yeah, Bob trapped. said Skinner was he the did. goalie. Skinner, Skinner did win, yeah. yeah. And uh, golf, Hideki Matsuyama leads the Masters by four strokes over four golfers. Canadian Corey Connors is five shots off the lead. Raptors beat the Cavs 135-115. Blue Jays beat the Angels 15-1. They led 10-0 after the third inning. Yeah, that, that's a good start. You're, when you're the starting pitcher, you like that. 
And that, and that game just ended a little while ago because it was rain delayed. So they were they were playing late into the evening there, into the morning even, I guess. 5 nothing. Flames uh, take down the Oilers tonight. Not a lot going on for Edmonton this evening. 780-496-0063. We have Rocket on the line. Hey, Rocket, go ahead. Hey, happy birthday, uh, Rob. Thank you very much. I... Um... I got to tell you, it was it was exactly, you know, I, I I think the game tonight was exactly, you know, what everybody's been saying. It was just too much. Like there was just too much going on and too much emotion. And um, I liked Connor's press conference because he's he's always very honest about these things. And you know, I'm not gonna you know discount anything that uh, he ever says. So. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the trades. Um, I'll, I'll be the guy that discusses it because no one else has yet. I really think there is a chance for Taylor Hall to come to Edmonton. And I think that the Oilers, in terms of depth defensemen, go, they can do that internally. Um, not so much at Delzato, but uh, if Taylor Hall's price tag keeps coming down and down and down, if you remember before... Dreisaitl and McDavid, it was Hall and Hopkins. You know, so those, those two always played together. And that, you know, there's a lot of things said about Taylor Hall, but, you know, this could be like a, a resurrection for him for, uh, and, and a chance for Edmonton to acquire like a Peter Klima type guy that scored the game winner in Boston in 90. The thing is, I, the, the others would love to have Taylor Hall. As a lot of teams would, I just don't know where where you can find the money to do it, because the Oilers have no money in their salary cap, and Taylor yeah. Hall's an eight million dollar cap hit. That's really the that's really the challenge. Ken Holland said, and I guess another thing Chris Johnston said on the intermission was that if the price keeps coming down on Hall, which it might be a little bit here that the Oilers would be interested, as would any other team who might yes. have not been willing to pay the higher price. It is it is worth discussing. You know, Ken Holland said he would not trade the first-round pick for a rental. And the Oilers don't have a lot of picks this year because other ones have already been traded away. So, all right, so if it switches to a second-round pick, well, the Oilers don't have that, at least this year. I mean, they'd have to give stuff up uh, down the road. And then you have, as you said, Rob, you have to, if you want Buffalo to retain, then you got to give up more. I mean, I saw, you know, I was looking at some stuff on Twitter today. I said, well, get Buffalo to take Neil's contract. Okay, that opens up a ton of money. And then you're giving up more for Buffalo of doing you that favor of taking James Neal. Now, look, it's never impossible. I, I just think it's it's complex and there are other teams that can come up with better offers i mean john shannon talked about boston probably being the favorite right now especially since new jersey or pardon me the islanders already made their deal with uh with new jersey so so that's that's how i look at it i mean you know stoff was talking about probably a smaller deal maybe you could get someone to help with face-offs so that's yeah. that's still kind of how I feel about Hall. I, I mean, if the price does come down again, it's Ken Holland's job to go ask and say, "Okay, well, you know, you you wanted this a week ago. Now you seem to be taking less. So how about this?" But I, I don't know. I don't consider an orders uh, the orders a favorite to land him. No, no, and and you're also wondering what you're getting in Taylor Hall. I mean, it is shocking. He didn't have a good year in Arizona last year. 
and he's having an absolutely atrocious season in Buffalo this year. Uh, like now, to be fair, it's a, it's a it's a really poor team. Honestly. Oh, it, yeah, but yeah, but look at the rest of the players; they're having better years than him. Like he's still he's got two goals on the season in thirty six games. That's a horrible year. This is a former heart winner. I mean, go through the, the Buffalo Sabres lineup. There's players that I've never heard of that got better stats than Taylor Hall. And Taylor Hall did not have a good year in Arizona last year. And the year before in, in Jersey, uh, he was, he's been going, trending the wrong direction. Now, maybe he needs a resurrection. Maybe coming back to Edmonton, maybe he can find it again. But when you're getting Taylor, I saw that people are saying that Palmari was a better buy than Taylor Hall, which a year ago would have been shocking for anyone to say. Now, I haven't seen Taylor Hall play this year at all, but I did hear when you had the, uh, the Buffalo guy on the other day, the, I think it was a newspaper dude, that yeah, said that, yeah, he said that Taylor Hall, he can't score. He doesn't have good hands. And for an Edmonton fan to hear that, and for someone like you and I that have watched what Taylor Hall did when he was here, he was a force for them to say that that's what he's like now as a hockey player. So I'm well, I don't think he said. It. I don't think he said that Taylor Hall has bad hands. I think he, he said, said he could, that the, the, the pucks aren't going in for him, that he's not, not able to finish. Well, he has no full, no finish. To me, as a hockey player, that means you got bad hands if you got no finish. Like he, they said, he's had more breakaways than any other player in the NHL since the beginning of last year, and has zero goals. Again, that shocked me when I heard that stat as well. I, I think it's more interesting to consider Taylor Hall being a free agent in the summer, quite frankly, because maybe he's going to have to do what Tyson Berry did. Go somewhere, bet on himself, bet on, bet on himself. himself, and and to me, that's a much more interesting discussion on the Oilers being in on something like that. Just just food for thought, as opposed to something happening between now and one on Monday. Uh, Corey, we'll get to you in a couple of minutes. We got to call a quick timeout. Oilers lose five nothing to the Flames. This is Heartland Ford overtime open line. Hey, appreciate you tuning in. So the Oilers' schedule has been adjusted. The most immediate thing you need to know, and there are games a little bit later on that have uh, had some tweaks, but. Uh, you can obviously get that by checking the Oilers schedule online or the NHL PR account. I retweeted that if you follow me. But Friday, they're in Vancouver. That's the next game. It's going to be a 5.30 face-off show, and the game will start at 7. They'll be looking to do much better than they did tonight. 5 nothing. Calgary wins this one. Corey is on the Certainteed Hotline. Corey, you're on with Rob and Reed. Go ahead, man. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. And, Rob, uh, happy 40th birthday again. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> uh, you guys wanted me to call in or wanted us to call in uh, with a couple trade ideas, so I'll throw a couple your way, and then I'll leave it to you. Uh, the one I was thinking of personally, if possible, was maybe uh, someone like Hoffman for a second-round pick in 2022. Um, in terms of Taylor Hall, uh, the only way it could get done is maybe the 11th hour when no one else offers a first-round pick, then you can offer him, say, uh, a first-round pick, Neil and uh, Samarukov. And you guys were talking about anyone can get traded, so I thought I'd give you a Connor McDavid trade to okay. make things fun. Connor McDavid for Kucherov, Headman, and a first. And oh, oh wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that that, well, that would it? be a headline. What a trade that would be. <laughs> that would be a trade. Wow. Yeah. I, and the money yeah. would probably work in that one just off the top of my head. 
that's uh that's that, yeah that's <laughs> that'd be amazing uh yeah hoffman makes four million he's a he's a ufa uh in the offseason as well oh that was a good call Corey did exactly what we asked Corey has mm-hmm. completed the assignment rob and he's the fourth star tonight how about that <laughs> he's the fourth star for mr mike steakhouse casual your hockey destination make your reservation at mr mike's dot see you were not uh because your best known trade was the scott young one that was not at the deadline no i was traded uh right before christmas one year and then i was traded again in january of another year the the year i got traded in january i got traded to the blackhawks and we went to the stanley cup finals that year so that one was a fun one i got to play with mike keenan i got to learn a lot (laughs) well then you guys played the penguins right we played the penguins. Yeah, played the penguins in the finals. We didn't do as well, but uh, well, no, it was pretty you cool were experience. in the finals. You went further yeah, than cool. the other nineteen That's teams. That's true. We actually one of the, the well, the actually one of my coolest experiences. We played Edmonton in the semifinals that year and beat Edmonton. Right. So I got to come home and play in the semifinals against my hometown team in front of all my friends and family. So it was pretty cool. One last thing about Taylor Hall. This is the kind of year that Taylor Hall, Taylor Hall's having. He's he's on the same team as Tobias Reader. Reader's got five goals on the season. Taylor Hall has two. Taylor Hall is 14th on the Buffalo Sabres for goals this year. 14th. Yeah, I just, no, I, I'm just saying I don't think he's done as a goal scorer. Oh, no, no like, I don't that's... think he's done. No, but 14th, it's not, he's not just, he's on a bad team. There's 14 other players on his team that have more goals than him. I think Curtis Lazar, is, isn't Lazar up to yeah, five? Yeah, Curtis Lazar's got five goals as well. And there's actually, I was going to name a couple other guys, but I had no idea who they were. There's some guys I've never heard of on the Buffalo Sabres. I, I feel for that team. That is a bad Well, it's just a miserable year. I mean, 18 games without a oh, Well, you know, it was win. really interesting. I listened to your interview with that gentleman the other day. And what he talked about when he talked about uh, Ralph Kruger, how he, he didn't seem all there when he came back from COVID, and how they talked about some of his press interviews, that they left there shaking their heads like a lot of that didn't make sense. Yeah. I was like, I was astounded by some of those comments. I thought it was a great interview, and I learned a lot. But as some of those things he said, and I'm like, holy smokes. Uh, some of the things that you don't think about when COVID affects a, a person and a team. All right, we have Darren on the line as well, who's also going to finish the play. But first, uh, Darren wants to talk. Well, I don't know if he wants to talk hockey, actually. He may have a birthday idea for Rob. But, <laughs> but go ahead, Darren. I don't have that. Hey, hello? Yeah, go ahead, man. All right, I, I didn't know if I was coming through, but well, happy birthday, Rob! What's up, man? Happy Thank birthday, you very much, buddy. Um, I just want to get down to it, man. That's why you guys are talking trades and everything. Like, hey, Torts, forget the reports. Bring Nick Felino. Yo, bring Nick Felino here, man. That guy would be perfect in this city. You know what I mean? Like, a guy would be great, as far as I'm concerned. I'm getting hyped up here. I apologize, but you guys are talking trades. You guys brought it on. Bring Nick Felino. Bring him here. What? what did, yeah, well, his, his, about his him name's tonight. out there. Yep. Yeah, and they were, they were said that there was a first-round pick is what, I mean, again, just rumors, but that's what they're talking about. To get a Felino, they'd want something like a first-round pick. And I know nothing about his contract, if he's, un, if he's expiring, what it's worth. I can tell you any team that got a Felino, he would certainly help. Absolutely. He's a heart and soul guy. That would hurt. Well, he'll help any team he goes to. Now, I have no idea if the others could ever attain a player like him, but he would help a team wherever he goes. Yeah, I don't know if I'd give a... Are you a, are you a Felino fan specifically, Darren, or just in the context of getting him for the rest of the five and a half cap it? 
I just want to win. That guy will bring some winning to this city. That's what we need. Felino. He is a certain, certainly a type of player that would help your team. He brings uh, something that I think the Oilers could desperately need, and uh, you get him as a third-line center or whatever. He, no, I don't know if it's possible, but it would be nice to. That's the one thing, that, as a fan, the night before trade deadline, you go to sleep thinking about all the players that you might get the next day. Unfortunately, it never always works out that way. Okay, Darren, you're going to finish the play. You already have a uh, sampler box from Hungry Herd. Top quality meats delivered right to your door at everyday low prices. Alberta owned and operated. Angie, what do you have? At the point, McDavid with a steal, a drop off. Archibald to the net. Wrist shot. What a save made by Markstrom. I don't even know how he got it. Through traffic, kicked out a left skate. It looked like the whole right side of the net was open. Well, it might have been the Oilers' best scoring chance. Uh, Darren, what period was it in? Oh, man. I'll give you a hint. It wasn't the third. Was it the first? I don't know. It was, my friend. Your name's going into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 gift certificate. The Visions Electronics. That's courtesy PF Custom Countertops. Support local with a PF renovation. Get started at pfcustomcountertops.com. Darren, stay on the line. Angie's going to put your name in the big drum for the grand prize draw. Uh, Darren's got a lot of energy. He does. We need him. Get him on the bench. He'll get the team going. Like, nothing against Nick Foligno, but I've never heard anybody that excited to talk about Nick Foligno. <laughs> Maybe his mother? I don't know. But yeah. Actually, I don't know if we've ever heard his name on our telecast ever before. Well, when they would play against them in Columbus or Ottawa. I may, well, maybe, but you and I have never talked about him. Not, that's the most you and I have ever talked about Nick Felino. And now we should bring him up every game because we have that dude keep calling us back. He gets me pumped. I'm Jack now. What was the, uh, was it, what was the dad? Tom? I can't. No, no. It, uh, Mike. Mike Felino. Mike Felino. He's the guy used to jump every time he scored. Right, right, right. So you yeah. would have played against him. I did. Oh, God, yeah. He's, I think he's a little older than me, but yeah, I played against him. And didn't he, he kind of have like a the distinctive, like one of those really round helmets or something? Yep. I, I don't know. Yeah, he did. And every time he scored, he jumped. It was pretty cool. No, he was, he was, he was one of those guys that was, he could score and was tough. So he was. Yeah, I'm just looking he, up his stats now. Yeah, what? Uh, 85, 86, 41 goals, 168 penalty minutes, mm -hmm. 87, 88, 57 points, 220 penalty minutes. Yeah, no, he was a he had he, he was a, a he was belligerent. hockey player. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you never made fun of him for jumping up and down after he scored because he'd score on you, then he'd beat you up. So, but no, he was a good hockey player. When when did he retire? Uh, 93-94. He he finished with thirty nine games with the Florida Panthers. I do not remember okay. him as a Panther. He, but he went either. Detroit, Detroit, long stint with Buffalo, few years. Uh, three years plus a bit with the Leafs and then yeah, like half a season with the Panthers, which I it's do funny, not remember. But it's funny. like you'll talk about old Oilers and whether it's Grant Fuhrer or Anderson or coffee. And you'll say, well, the, his stint when he was with St. Louis or his stint when he was with Detroit, I'm like, really? I don't I, And it's amazing when they are no longer part of your team and it's at the end of their careers, you don't remember them as much. You just, you, you focus out of those ones. But yeah, I don't remember Felino ever being in Florida. I did play against him for five years, though, after you said his stats. He was good. His Oilers was good. lose. Yeah, Oilers lose 5 nothing to the Flames. Let's go back to Calgary, courtesy Mattress Superstore. Here's defenseman Darnell Nurse. Yeah, Darnell, can you just tell us, did you, I'm sure that you watched the, the Colby Cave Memorial this morning. Where did you watch it? Did you watch it with guys? And, and what effect does that have on your team's performance tonight? 
Uh, yeah, we, there's a big group of us watched it uh, at the hotel together, and uh, it was an emotional day. And, uh, it's it's no excuse. I think it's uh, it was one of those things that we wanted to kind of build off of and have a night for Kobe, and we didn't. Um, but yeah, we all watched it together. Stuff. Stuff when you see someone that uh, meant that much to, I mean, all the guys in the organization, not just uh, in the Oilers, but Baco too, and um, everybody played. So yeah, it was it was tough, um, but you can't uh, look at that and make an excuse. I think you know, for us, we wanted to have a good night for Caver, and we didn't. Um, but uh, you know, he's gonna live on in our memories, and um, you know, use that, uh, use the kind of guy he was as motivation. You, I mean, I would say that it's a, I don't know if it's an excuse or if it's a reason, Darnell. That's a pretty tall order uh, to watch a funeral in the morning for a teammate. A guy your age is such an emotional thing that we all watched and come out and play hockey at night. Uh, have you, do you have any comparables in your career playing hockey? Have you ever tried to do something like this before? Um, no, I haven't. Uh, personally, I haven't, uh, I haven't uh, been through something like that um like you said you, you watched the um ceremony this this morning and uh play at night i've never done that before so that was tough uh for sure but we gotta show up a little better tonight thank you so how does a how does a, a person just switch try to switch gears like that from such a gut-wrenching morning to just a few hours later having to you know play in a battle of Alberta how do you get and what do you do to get through that um no just try to focus at the, the task at hand when you get to the rink um like I said um when you watch something like that that emotional uh, in, the, in the morning and then in the afternoon um it's tough it's definitely tough but uh I don't know if I, I, I uh, feel bad for you know Em and, and Caver's family and um you know they're they're so strong, so strong uh, during that the celebration of life and um, you know our I think everyone everyone uh, is in the same boat when they say you know we're we're there for them whatever they need so um, yeah it was a tougher day for them right there. Uh, Tip said you're gonna get a, a couple of days off and then five you know you got five uh, five days before your next game is uh, is coming a good time right now just to kind of shut everything down clear everything out for a bit. Yeah, it's a good opportunity to, to reset, um, take a couple of days away from the rink, get our minds uh, away from hockey for a few days, back to uh, you know the loved ones and, and whatnot. And, um, reset. It's uh, you know it's a point in the calendar. I think we all we all saw it coming uh, the last few weeks. It's not like it's something that was just sprung on us. So I think um, we we need to use this to uh, to our advantage to kind of regroup, uh, and then we have a huge 14 games left when we when we get back. So. Uh, we need to put ourselves in a position coming out of this break to to make the most of uh, to make the most of the rest of the schedule. It's been really weird. Like you, you five days off, four and six. Five days off, four and six. Um, credit to you guys for kind of grinding through it. But what what's the first off the state of the union? You know how how do you see your team poised at, at this position right now? And and where are you guys at physically and mentally? Yeah, obviously it's it's tough. I think it's it's uh, you know if you look at the schedule and see it coming, I think there's a better. Uh, you know, better understanding of what you're going to do, better better way to, to plan out the week, uh, like this one coming up. But when a couple of weeks ago, you know, when you're sprung, when it's kind of sprung on you and you're, you're in a hotel for six days, a little bit different. Um, so, 
I mean, for for us, I think we're in a we're in a good position here late in the season where uh, we have 14 games left and we're playing meaningful hockey. I think if we came into the season and said we'd be in this position um, this late in the season, um, I think we'd we'd all be all be happy, but not satisfied with the spot that we're in, and uh, you know, highly motivated to finish the season the right way. And I think that's where, where our group's at. Obviously, um, you know, there's uh, there's areas of our game that we clean up, be better in, and um, you know, th- those are the areas we'll get to. All right, that is Darnell Nurse. The Oilers lose 5-0 to the Calgary Flames. We got Robert up next on the open line. We'll get to him in a couple of minutes. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Okay, good to have you tuning in tonight. The final score in Calgary, Flames 5, Oilers nothing. Oilers lose in regulation for just the second time in their last 11. They've both been shutouts. Their record on the season is 25-15-2. Calgary is now 17 21 and three, we have Robert on the line. Robert, thanks for staying up and giving us the call. Go ahead. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Uh, let's start by start by wishing uh, Rob Brown a happy birthday. Thank you very much. And then, uh, and then, uh, then I have a I have a quick thought on the game, and then a and then a, a quick thought on the on the trade deadline. I guess I'll start with the game. I mean, obviously, the team was the team was tired. They were fatigued, flat, whatever you want to call them. I think it was a combination of it was a combination of the uh, the tough day they had. I would uh, you know having the celebration of life for Colby Cave. There was that, and then I think the just being four games and six nights with travel. I think I think that affected them too. I mean, you can eat it. so there's that, and then uh, and then as as far as the uh, the trade deadline goes, I mean we all we all know the way uh, uh, Ken Holland does things. I mean Ken Holland is he's he's not one to uh, mortgage to uh mortgage the future so i mean as much as we'd like a taylor hall or a, or a nick felino i don't see it i don't see it happening at the deadline in the off season maybe because i thought i thought i think this team is still is still a year or two away from being a a, a legitimate stanley cup contender so i mean honestly i i wouldn't if i were holland i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't mortgage our future for a rental who you know may or may not stick around but i guess that's uh I guess I'll leave it at that. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you very much, Robert. Well, yeah, we'll see, Rob. I mean, because could be some activity tomorrow, and uh, we're going to have some special coverage starting at 11 on Monday morning and continuing through Bob's Oilers Now time slot. I imagine you and I will be on at some point, Rob, or maybe we won't. Maybe we we won't make the cut. (laughs) It was. Remember when we used to run the show? Now we're just background noise for them, aren't we? Well, not we used even. to be the draft. We used to be the draft day darlings, you and I. Or not no, the draft no, day, we're... the trade day, trade day darlings. But now we're just, we're just yeah. if they need us type of guys. We're scrap heap silhouettes now, Rob. <laughs> oh, I like that one. That could be our band name if we ever started a band. The, the scrap heap silhouettes. That would indeed be our band. That would be pretty amazing. Okay. Well, yeah, we think we're going to be on, but it looks like the Oilers will be. Well, they will be off tomorrow. They will be off Monday, practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I assume they would practice and fly to Vancouver, and they play Vancouver. And we'll have it for you on Friday, 5.30 for the face-off show, game at 7. Rob, enjoy the final three minutes of your birthday. <laughs> you are a great friend and a great broadcaster, and I hope you had a great day. I had a fantastic day, and I will see you on Monday. There we go. That is Rob Brown. Oilers lose 5 nothing to the Flames. You can always get more on the team. 
this game, anything else going on on globalnews.ca or 630chat.com. So, yeah, remember that 11 a.m. Monday, sooner if the Oilers do something significant. Stoffer will host that. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8 in the evening. Big thanks to Troy Bowler. He's our game day engineer at 630 Chet, and our studio producer this evening is Angie Pinnell. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. We've been in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. You've been listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Flames dominate the Oilers. They win at 5-0. Have a great night.